G'day Australia and welcome again to the Bloody Aussie Battler podcast with your host Mike Holt. Brian Shaw is here with me again and this time we are discussing what to do after someone arrests a person for breaking the law. We also discuss how to form a grand jury to put these people on trial and who can sit on a grand jury as well as how to convene one. Now we strongly advise against following this advice unless you have a very good grasp of the law especially criminal and common law. But more than that, you need to be prepared to go into court strong and stand in honour. That is something these politicians, judges and even police who defend the current system lack. They have no honour. But even worse than that, there are many who are aware that the Queen has been taken out of the Constitution and therefore they are committing treason and they have no power but they assume the power, relying on our ignorance of the law. So bear with Brian and I as we discuss this, and I know it's sometimes difficult to explain things in clear, simple terms, but we hope that you gain a lot from this discussion. G'day again, I've got Brian Shaw back, and boy oh boy, I bet your ears are ringing from the revelations that he's come out with so far. Well, you better strap yourselves in because this session, Brian and I are going to be talking about the Banking Royal Commission and what's been happening there. And uh, if you've been listening to our uh, podcast, you'll also have heard uh, Derek Balog talking about this and what he's been up to. So people now are starting to examine the uh, criminal behaviour of the banks. So Brian, was the Royal Commission lawfully constituted? It was fraud from the beginning because... They call it a royal commission, basically to make make it look legal. But in actual fact, it was a fraudulent commission because when the Queen was chucked out on the 1st of January 2004, and that specific act is called the Acts Amendment and Repeal Courts and Legal Practice Act, West Australia. But it it was a wrecking ball on all our law in Australia. I call it the Trojan horse because it was built like it wasn't there or something. But the problem is, the moment they pull it off the beach and pull it into the into, through the gates, it had a purpose. This thing's got a purpose. But to call it a Royal Commission with the knowledge that the Queen's been removed is absolute fraud. The person who was the chairman is Kenneth Hayne, former High Court judge, white husband of Michelle Gordon, who did the... Melton thing, Melton's a new state, but that, nobody knows that. But Kenneth Hayne never declared that he was a criminal before the Melbourne Magistrates Court. Now, in that period of time, it was like the 15th of December 2006 to the 29th of January 2006. In that period, I had 40 defendants before the Melbourne Magistrates Court. Now, I'm only a farmer, but that's a fair bit of paperwork. I got through it all. You've got to file and serve it and all within 28 days and the defendants have to be before the court. Not one defendant appeared in the courtroom. Now, this is a very valid point because apparently, because as I said, I'm a farmer, so I don't know the law, but apparently when you are charged on an indictable offence, you must be in the court hmm. because the magistrate can't dismiss you or do anything if you're not present in the court. Now, of these 40 that were before the court in that period, 15th of December 2006, 29th of January 2007, none, none of them came to the court. 
So the magistrate, in legal terms, couldn't dismiss the charges. Mm. But one of the defendants before the court on both dates, 15th of December and 29th of January, was Damien Boak. So he brought his what's called DPP, Commonwealth DPP Act, that says I've got the right to take over. And I said to one magistrate one time, why don't you tell the DPP to get on his bike and rack off? Otherwise, you're criminally charged for letting him get away with this. Mm. So I did charge it the next week. But on that particular day, 15th of December 2006, I'm talking specifically Kenneth Hayne being in charge of the Banking Commission. That's where we're going. Mm -hmm. But we've got to go back to that right? to see when and how he got charged. So on the 15th of December, that the chief magistrate at the time was Ian Gray. He's not there anymore. Because this is what he said. Now, the DPPs came and took up the bar table and they say this. It's a private prosecution. I'm ready. They're saying at the other end of the... I'm talking Damien Bug. Don't ever forget, because I'm visiting Port Arthur. It's a cold case now, correct? Right. But it'll be hot as hell pretty soon. About time too. Because of Damien Bug. They stood up and said, we make application to take over, which then means... Uh, I'm not the informant, I'm not the person who laid the charge. It's their job, not mine. And then they made the second application, this is in front of Ian Gray. We make application that we declined to present. Now, if people don't know what that means, it means we're not going to lay, go ahead with taking them to trial, we're stopping it here. That's what that means. So Gray's then saying to me, um, well, Mr Shaw, you're non-suited now, which means I've been chucked off the train which will throw me under the bus. I'm saying those terms for the people who don't understand legal terms. They understand it. under the bus. But um, he thought he was talking to an idiot. And I said, well, what do I do with these? I had three lots of folders on the table. And then he says, well, what are they? And I said, they're grand jury applications for all the defendants before the court which only activate when they decline to present. And they're the words I heard. They did say that. <laughs> got it? Yeah, I got it. Good one. And he's going, well, I said, well, so now I need a direction. He told me I'm non-suited. I know what that means. It means I'm not allowed in the arena. I'm in the gymnasium, though. I haven't left. Yeah. You've chucked me out of the arena, but I'm still in the building. And he go, and this is a really dumb answer. He goes, well, file that with this court. But I've done, I've done three sets. So it, they got the first set, which is 28 grand jury applications. They got it. Did they reveal it? Have they dealt with it? No, of course not. Now, there's where we're going. What they do with the second lot? I walked it over the road. Now I've got a little... Uh, uh, sorry. What he did prior to all of that and that question, I stood up and I said, I'm, re I'm relying entirely on Section 44 of the Commonwealth Constitution for what I'm doing here. This is what Gray answered, Chief Magistrate, Victorian Magistrate. You won't be relying on the Constitution in my court. Yeah. They're good words, eh? Oh, yeah, I've heard that before. Then he adjourned, because the West Australian barristers had come over to get a cost order against me for Sergeant the Suckers in West Australia. Gray then adjourned that cost order to the 29th of January. He'd be hearing it. You on the page so far? Sorry, say that again from where you were saying I'm here to represent where he said I'm non-suited and all that yeah. but he adjourned it to the 29th of January to hear the cost application from the West Australian barrister oh. 
So I reckon if I've got a hearing already at 20, I may as well charge grey for that. Mm. Then I thought if I'm charging grey, I may as well add another lot. That's when I added the high court board and bill. You follow me? Yeah. Because I knew how to do the paperwork by then. And I knew they're going to come in and say we're not going to present. But I knew grand jury could activate when they said that. Mm. You know what I'm saying? Can't without grand jury. It won't work without grand jury. Yes, but just before you go on there, uh, I, I know that you can have a grand jury in Victoria, but what about in Queensland and other states? No, no, you can have a common law grand jury anywhere. Okay. Let's say you've got a common law, a common law grand jury in the pub. Yeah. And tw you only need 23 people to sign that common law grand jury. You have an indictment. Right. You can then take that document to the local cop shop and say, if you don't activate on this indictment, we're, putting, we're going to have another one and you'll get indicted. Okay. We can have it every week until you get up off your ass and do it. That's how you do it. Okay. But in statute law, we were the only one in the, in the whole of the UK, because uh, sorry, America has grand jury. 80% of their prosecutions are grand jury. Yep. But they got that from England. Mm. But England abolished grand jury, except when they did what they did in chucking the clean out, somebody forgot to go check if any grand jury legislation is still on the books. That was a mistake, and I found it. It's in Section 354 of the Victorian Crimes Act. Mm -hmm. It says any person, that's a good start to the section, any person can apply to the full court of the Supreme Court to form a grand jury if they are aware of an indictable offence. Mm. How's that? Very good. So then I did grand jury. I, I applied to, the, I put the documents in for the full court under that section. So you can do it statute law or common law. Right. Problem is you need it statute law because you need the power of the state to do the arrest and the trial. Mm. Fair comment? If you're Correct. doing it from a pub indictment, you'll, you'll get ploughed into the carpet when you want to go to the next step. Mm. You can get the indictment, but then you've got to make someone do something with it. Mm. Otherwise, it's just a pub indictment and someone says, well, we've just indicted the Prime Minister. And we'll go, we'll go and arrest the sucker. Hmm. There'll be 12 people looking after him. So you've got to break through them before you get to him type yeah. thing. And that's the problem with not doing it properly. But when you do it properly, now you'll ask me, well, how many grand jury hearings are still pending in the full court of Supreme Court in Victoria? Good question. How many? 60. 60? Yeah. Is Kenneth Hayne one of them? Are all the High Court judges at that time one of them? Unbelievable, isn't it? And they just continue on like there's nothing happening. Are all the Attorney Generals one of them? Yeah. Uh, any Attorney General. And that's when I charged Shine, and he'd only been in your spot in Queensland for the first three days. And Shine at the time thought he was shining, if you get me drift. Yeah. He hit the roof. wrote me a letter. Get that charge off me. Because, you know, he thought it was pretty important because he was a lawyer and then he had a law firm. Shine Loyness today is him. Yeah. Aaron Brockovich comes from America and works through that law firm. You know who I'm talking about? I do. Now she'd be fearful to step onto Australia because she can get a charge with the change, charge as their principal of that law firm. Are you aware of that? I wasn't aware of that either. Well, that's how treason works. Yeah. Now, ask, you're going to ask me now, what is treason? Well, it's treason then. A judge asked me that in West Australia. I said, that's a really funny question, Your Honour, because I'm on the floor, I'm a farmer, a judge sitting on the bench in West Australia asked me what treason is. 
It should be the other way around. You tell me what treason is. No, 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 no. We're going to work it the other way around again. You tell me what you think treason is. Now, that's when a judge is really testing you. Really, he's saying, put up case law, or I'm going to deck you here. Mm. But I had it really good. R versus Casement, 1917, King's Bench at 114. Nailed it to the page. King's Bench said, breach of allegiance is treason. There you go, Your Honour. You took the Queen out, you breached the allegiance, and now you're the offender. Fair comment? Because mm -hmm. he'd ask me, why, I'm, why are you referring to me as the offender? Now, that's on my website, the transcript of Heenan Shaw, Justice Heenan. That's on my website. There's two What's your website. Um, I'll give it to you so we've got it up here later because it's coming. I'll give you two websites in the next session. Okay. Get one of these, got the second one. The first one's easy, the Elijah's Challenge one. The second one is has all these dashes and dots and whatever. I made the second one exclusively to put two court matters, like the exhibits I used. One has got 100 affidavits on it, the other's got 51. So it's just, it's just got 151 affidavits on that second website. I'll give you that so you can put it up. But one of the guys here, you know, dash forward, dash and point, that's beyond me. But those affidavits are in, the, in that second website that are two different matters. But here comes the problem. Who is blocking... Now, sorry, I'll back up the point. Rather than do what they're trying to do, they should be coming through Section 43 of the Crimes Act 1914. This is, that's attempting to pervert the course of justice, which is what's happening. None of these are going to trial. But if you use Section 43 of the Crimes Act, it says a delay in prosecutions is a question of fact. You're in. You can say to any judge, magistrate or whatever, Your Honour, I will not arrest you if you send this to a question of fact. Now, they've got the option. We either say, well, that's a heap of crap and cop the charge, or... They say, good suggestion. Does that make, does that, I've got clean hands now. Yes, you have. Set it down for a question of fact. A question of fact guarantees you a jury trial, ordinary jury. Hmm. A jury will hear all this and say, that's criminal, that's got to go to grand jury. So they'll send it down there. That's where we're going now. Okay. First of all, what's the composition of a grand jury? You are. Who can sit on one? 23 people with a pulse. That's it. I thought it was only 15 CPOs. No, not at all. Huh. Not at all. Statute law back in Victoria, we're the only ones with the statute law, so I'm working off that. It says 23 from the electoral roll. Problem okay. is, you can't have an electoral roll. Are you aware of that? Yeah, I know. Well, if you stuck the Queen out and didn't tell the elector, you sort of deceived the elector. Yeah. Who did the deception? Every politician who nominated a form. Because you've got to sign a form. Like, let's say Rodney Callaghan and Wayne Glue, they started a political party in West Australia. Mm. The problem is, you've got to have a lot of nominees to sign that you're going to do a political party. Correct or yep. incorrect? Correct. Did either of them inform all of those nominees by letter that the Queen's been removed without the referendum, therefore you cannot be a nominee unless you commit the crime? Obviously not. We're going to break for the next one. Okay, mate, thank you, and I look forward to talking to you again. Do you know that by 2030, as many as 800 million jobs could be lost worldwide to automation? Future Blackboard 
is an educational platform for developing emerging careers, jobs and skills. Future Blackboard offers courses designed for the future. Are you concerned about cybersecurity? Future Blackboard is offering a course on how to spot and beat hackers, prevent tracking, browse anonymously and counter government surveillance, as well as master the tools for antivirus, malware and disk encryption. Future Blackboard is offering a special price for just $65 for June and July in cybersecurity and anonymity. Enroll now at www.futureblackboard.com and click on Courses on the menu. Dick Yardley's book, Australian Political and Religious Leaders, Treason, Treachery and Sabotage. Dick exposes how Whitlam, Hawke, Keating, Goss, Rudd and all the other Fabians have destroyed our manufacturing and agriculture. If you want to know exactly how they have done it, get Dick's book at advanceaustralia.com.au and click on Merchandise. Knowledge is power. Get the power to fight the corruption today. You have been listening to the Bloody Aussie Battler podcast.